Hello. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Generic Ear Porn. Let's go. Let's go. 16 or 17, I presume. (laughs) Every episode now starts with us guessing how many we've done. (laughs) I think because every single time it's a big surprise. Uh, We've we've managed to keep going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, last week's episode was was pretty awesome with Louise coming in as a a guest. Shame we don't have her this week, but I'm sure she'll join soon and we can have another lovely conversation. Um, yes exactly um but this week's episode i think harry we're going to talk about a topic which we possibly don't have too much knowledge on but we're going to tackle it anyway real estate and maybe real estate investing interesting interesting yes Mm, i am very i'm gonna very much enjoy this conversation i think you know we're going to talk about this uh because a number of two things. Um, mm-hmm. Like one, because we're living in this period of kind of lockdown, uh, there's a lot of things that have happened, especially in the UK government, that have, um, let's just say, incentivized young buyers to to buy and become generation buy as opposed to generation rent, uh, which we kind of currently are at the moment. Yes. Um, and two, you know, it's kind of just getting to that point. I think in our kind of careers and in in life when a lot of peers are deciding to purchase their first home or at -hmm. least kind of invest in invest in a property and it's actually something that you and i have actually considered doing we've considered uh, going in together yeah yeah um but i think in terms of like top tips for 2021 i think there's there's a few things that the uk government have have announced in terms of reducing um deposits on a house so you can now put down <laughs> on a house uh, a minimum of five percent which is pretty outrageous that's going to come in hopefully yeah. in april so that really kind of gives you a hell of a lot of options when it comes to uh what you what you decide to buy and especially with i would like to touch on that if jump in um I think that is atrocious. I think that is the worst thing that could possibly happen to the housing market. I wish, for love of God, the government would stop getting involved and trying to get uh, more people owning houses. Um, I actually thought Conservatives would crack down on this, but Mm -hmm. essentially what they've done, what they continue to do, is um drive up the cost of houses Mm. they've not provided added access they've not lifted anyone up um they all they've done is make houses a cause that essentially is it's hard to say whether it's a bubble or not because you give someone a 30-year mortgage um provided they can pay it off then there's no bubble there exactly and i think this this really does uh, provide a little bit of, um, let's just say, anxiety into the question: Is this going to be a second housing crisis like we experienced in in you know oh eight oh nine? Yeah, I don't think that's the case. But yeah, you can keep because what I think is people will pay those 
mortgages off. Yes. But the issue is, if we're talking about housing as an investment, housing is a terrible investment because, um, well, in a way, it depend. It really depends because you, if you buy a house and you stay there for thirty years, then you have not wasted your money. Mm. But mm. this is what I'm. I think at this generation buy thing, where people have mortgages on houses and can't actually afford to own them. Um, you know, they own five percent of the house. Then they're renting it off the government essentially on a, some sort of buyback scheme. Yeah. But, um, if you move house, you will pay roughly five percent of the value of that property. So, you know, you you use a ninety-five percent loan to get a four hundred thousand pound house in London. Um, then you move house, and you can spend. Uh, you can just spend yeah. ten grand moving. Well, that's that's over a year's rent. I think. I think. I think. Hopefully, it's going to be an incentive to get on certain property ladders and what I mean by that is mm. it's going to be certain government chosen properties that the five percent piece actually so like property that costs 150,000 you know putting you know for, for a family who've you know may potentially move to the UK um they're looking to start life and then you know looking to to, to purchase property um I feel that's quite a good incentive because one you know, you are the idea is. I think you don't just put five percent down. I think it's 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 to basically lower it so people can put maybe, you know, less than less than you know twenty percent. Let's just say, um, and I, you know, obviously that's a good way of, of repaying it over time. And you know, if the family's willing to prepare to to, to pay it back, um, and it's potentially owned by the government, so be it. And but you know, it's eventually you know they will have something that they can that they can own. Um, but the, the scary thing is all the other kind of possibilities of this 5% applying to all real estate, um, especially with people deciding to buy second homes um, and definitely can't afford them. That's, um, that's, that, that's a danger there, I feel. Yeah, the bubble would happen if people couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean, for instance, if you... That doesn't mean that you are just because there's not a housing bubble does not mean that this is this is bad policy because what it's doing is it's going to trap people. It's going to prevent people from being able to move house to other cities. Um, and also people that when you're trapped in a mortgage, uh, it can prevent it can be terrible for families. You know, mm -hmm. it makes it it makes it much, much harder to move house So that for the British public. This is horrendous for mental health. Yes. And, yes, yes. And and if the government didn't get involved, okay, maybe I, I'm all for government restricting how many homes people can own. I think one person should not be able to own more than five homes. Mm. Maybe set it at 10 just to, to not be anti totally anti-capitalist. Mm -hmm. um, the idea that some people own hundreds of homes. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with, even when it's like a pension scheme and stuff like that, because yeah. uh, it, it, it's too ironic. It's too ironic that a pension scheme is uh, owns you're paying rent to a pension scheme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can you can see the loop there. <laughs> uh, exactly, um, um, and well, it just it just it takes away control. You then, but if you're well, one as a renter, 
you have the ability to save and you can invest in stocks, mm -hmm. which arguably move up a lot faster than housing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's very true. Um, I think let's move on to to like other different um, kind of avenues because I know that you um, were a bit of an advocate a while ago of the help to buy scheme. Um, mm -hmm. Now I know the help to buy has kind of faced some criticism for inflating the prices of new homes, um, but you know it is, it is set to relaunch with regional price caps um, from April. But I wanted to kind of get your take on the help to buy because it's it's kind of got some some definitely some positives for for, for certain people, um, but also you know talking to some peers, uh, some people are completely against it in terms of uh, its its positioning. Um, do you still have your help to buy and do you so, still so putting money into it and or if you don't why not with regards to any and all government schemes and rules i am entirely two-faced i will use every single thing that i am allowed to use yeah. so i've got my help to buy and i put money into it because i'm you know i'm not brain dead and if i'm going to take free money if everyone's taking free money and I have access to it, then I'm going to take it. But I completely disagree that it should exist. Yes, I, I yeah, I agree with the last bit, Carol. Um, I, I'm against any policy that inflates prices. Mm. So if I, I want, so to solve the housing crisis, I would simply restrict the absurd homeowners or pension i would take away the ability for pension schemes to invest in housing mm. you know they'd have to sell off massive amounts of houses and that would drop prices and people would just buy what they could afford yeah it would be it would be devastating to some people's pensions that's the issue um, yes yes um that is maybe, true maybe you could do it slowly maybe maybe a pension scheme is a cannot you just restrict pension schemes from buying houses mm. then and then you cut it back you see and but there are a lot of private owners that um for instance bill gates just through virtue of uh it being a stable investment is the biggest uh, farmland owner in america really i didn't yep. know that interesting okay he has no interest um, in ever being a farmer no um, maybe one of his subsidiary companies is working on some interesting tech. But, but yeah, he, has the monopoly on farmland in the US. Yeah, because he want he you know cash is useless. Cash doesn't do anything, um, and he wants his money to grow, uh, or at the very he, at the very least, he wants his money to stay as valuable as it is. But by doing that, you know, he's potentially reducing the number of people who who can access. That land that that he, that he exactly. wants. So, like your point with, with with the pensions, I agree with you on the on the pension point. I feel once you've decided to buy certain properties, I feel there should be a cap at a certain price point, or within or depending on people's size of pensions, that they shouldn't get to a certain age, let's just say seventy or eighty, mm. and decide out of that pension to take money to purchase a property. I feel, um, especially if it's you know, a new build or a property which which can be used for maybe let's just say a younger family. That's quite it's a bit of a controversial comment. I, I do I do take it, but 
a lot, a lot of investing, no. a lot, a lot of big schemes where a lot of money's pulled together. Um, what happens is they try and maintain value without actually creating anything. And okay. so that is the housing bubble in a nutshell. Houses mm. are so consistently valuable that wealthy people just use them as bank accounts. Mm. Yeah. And that is awful. Mm. Um, you know, and they never have to sell those houses because if they own a 500,000 pound house and they need 500,000 for their business, they don't sell the house they use the house to get a loan, a low interest rate loan. Mm. And yeah. so they never sell the house. Mm. No, that's, but yeah, exactly. I don't think you should have that access. That, they, no. that is, they have so much ability when they get to that point. For instance, James Dyson, when he, how he started his business is an example of how it, could, it can be used effectively yeah. because he owned his own house he was able to get a mortgage for 60,000 pounds sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. But imagine that at a bigger scale. Mm. <laughs> and it becomes, there's no wonder, there's no, it's gonna keep going that house prices are gonna become very disproportionate to our wages, to the average person's wages. Mm. They're a bank account for, pe yeah. for rich people. Mm. Good point, good point. And um, providing, providing us with more cash, only makes rich people's bank accounts bigger because mm. you're pushing these these house prices up in value and so they can get bigger loans mm. on smaller portions of their house for their businesses yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's really really good um very insightful and it, it's funny because um you know take take you and i for example you know in in our first jobs um you know, potentially at some point we'll, we'll look out to take a mortgage. But, you know, what I'm seeing recently, especially within, um, you know, my, 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 my main banking uh, account, I've been seeing a lot of kind of offers pushed in my direction. Mm. Uh, one for make, take, taking out a loan, one for taking out a mortgage. But the thing is, to be honest, I'm really not the type of person that should be accepted now to be to take out a mortgage. I just don't feel... That I'm, you know, I fit into that that candidacy. Um, and the the one thing I spoke about uh, with a friend last week is the fact that this friend has consistently been um, increasing his business to the point where his business is running successfully, um, mm. and has probably about three or four years of of proven year on year growth, probably about you know twenty to fifty percent. Mm. Um, and is in, let's just say, a much better position to, to take out a mortgage. But because I am fully, I'm fully employed by a company, um, I am the one who can get a mortgage way easier than somebody who's self-employed, um, which is which is kind of a bit ludicrous. So this 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 friend who I'm talking mm -hmm. about, he has to prove. He has to have five years of financial statements um all backed up and even then he might not be accepted for a mortgage but me having worked in a company for two years in in arguably a business that in my opinion um isn't particularly growing as well as i thought two years ago will be accepted for a mortgage pretty quickly 
just thought it'd be interesting to go into that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, that's it's, it's just, that it does turn into a a big joke. <laughs> um, so let's. I want to so put forward a, an example, right? Mm -hmm. You you can get really low interest rate loans right now. Yeah. Okay. So you can get uh, not, not, not paid not payday loans though. For mortgages. Oh, for mortgages. Okay. Yeah. You, all, but all generally, all loans everywhere are low because they want people to keep buying things and then they want people to pay it back later mm. on when they're earning. Um, and so if you were to, but then, so for instance, you may convince yourself that um, the, you know, the, the hundred thousand pound loan that you're getting will be low interest. Well, first of all, if it's low interest and, but you're yep. paying for 30 years, mm -hmm. so it's 2%. You can you'll you'll be paying an extra sixty five thousand pounds for the privilege of paying that off. Yeah. Um. And but then I'm just trying to work out what it would cost if it was six thousand. So six thousand a year, let's say, if you were paying five hundred pounds a month for rent, uh, because that's that would be that's probably a studio that you're buying for a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, I've got I've got a calculator. Um, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, so you, you'd be paying £180,000, realistically, I guess, Yeah. Um, for renting over that 30 years. But then, you could, but then you'd have to factor in the fact that you might be saving. So let's say you managed to put that, that five grand that you put on the deposit, mm -hmm. let's say you got 20% on it, um, yeah. which is, that's doable in the stock market. That's not, that's not crazy. That's just finding one good company. Um, because they good companies tend to double in size every sort of five years or so. Um, and I'm just going to work that out. Um, I don't know whether people would be interested in, but it's just, it's sort of what you got to work out if you, if you're just putting five grand onto that. Yeah. Uh, and let it rest. Yeah. You've made 800,000. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> Jesus. That's not putting extra money in. Let's let's say that's in that's a really you. That's let's take that down to eight percent. Okay, yeah. that's a very conservative. That's just putting it on the footsie one hundred. You've made <laughs> or if you just put that five grand deposit onto the footsie one hundred, you've made fifty grand. So already, okay, one hundred eighty thousand. Uh, is what you spent on renting that's already gone down to save 140,000 very yeah. easily and that's that's a bare minimum that's only 5 grand you put 5 grand on it once and you didn't top it up that's gone down to 140,000 and then you think okay so you've spent an extra 160 you spent an extra 65 grand for the privilege of owning a house but let's imagine that something goes wrong in the house every now and then mm -hmm. Okay, the boiler breaks, um, or yeah, still wear and tear. Yeah, you say you move. Let's move that up to five. Or you've got a flexible loan, okay, which you they all have all these government loans and everything. They're flexible, mm -hmm. so that two percent is going to go up to five percent realistically. Yeah. So the word flexible basically means it can go up or down at the, mm -hmm. at the yeah. 
Charlie, a 30-year mortgage, that £100,000 house, you spend 372000 for it. What, an extra 200000 You pay double what you do renting right now. Oof, that's heavy. That's, a, that's, a, that's, if, that's just if it was 5%, if the interest rate was 5%. Mm. So really what we're saying is right now, with all of these incentives now is not a good time to buy only you know now's a great time to buy if you can buy it not to get a loan it's like not not get a mortgage yeah if you would you wouldn't get a hundred thousand pound loan and put it in the stock market but that is what people do with houses yes Yeah, yeah okay interesting oh a hundred thousand pound loan's fine if you can pay it off in five years with a fixed because you can get a fixed rate mortgage and you know exactly what you're paying. To get a 30-year mortgage that isn't fixed is it's terrifying to me that what mm. people will end up paying. And but how have and you but, but how about compared to, to renting, let's just say? Um I'm saying compared to renting, right? let's you renting i think i don't see it going up in value i don't see renting going up in cost Mm -hmm. because there's more people buy homes okay there will be less renters yeah yeah okay then second to that people will buy homes and then they'll buy second homes and then they will what what will they want to do with the first one they'll want to rent it out so we're creating landlords. So renting, I don't see going up in price. Okay. All so right. that's, I'm not adding interest to this, but I'm seeing um, this, this obviously is low estimate. So let's, let's times this by, well, actually, no, if you're, if you're talking about owning a house, that's 100,000 pounds for 30 years, that's going to cost you realistically 370,000 pounds. If you owned the same, if you rented the same place, or if you rented a place for five hundred pounds, let's say you rented a place for a thousand years pounds a month, a thousand pounds a month for thirty years, you spend the same amount, but you, you can move, and you yeah. spend nothing on fixing it up. True, but the thing is, with the first option of purchasing the property, you own it in the end. You can mm. do with it what you want. But then, Charlie, you're not also factoring in the fact that as a renter, you've also had money going into the stock market. So let's say over time you managed to put, let's say you put £20,000 into the stock market, which is, a, once again, that's conservative. This is imagining over 30 years you put 20000 in. Mm. Or let's say you put 20000 in now and didn't do anything with it because you didn't use it as a deposit on a house. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's one hundred and seventy-two thousand on eight percent. And is your first calculation um, using the the current interest rates right now for for mortgages? Um, no. So my first, my, I'm calculating a fight. Like anyway, all I'm all I'm saying is. Uh, definitely, definitely buy a house if you have. If you've if you've got the, the a lot of the, a there. lot of the upfront cash, yes, okay. 
Um, um, and if you, it's absolutely fine to get a mortgage, even a flexible rate mortgage, if it's short, if you, if you know you can pay it within 10 years. Mm. But um, I think with, with these 95% mortgages, I, don't, I, I think you're going to find to struggle to find uh, a provider that is going to, you know, obviously give it to you. So you're least likely to require at least at least 10% at this point. And, you know, before that, it was it was 25. So, Charlie, um, now, you know, the 95 percent mortgages are guaranteed by the government now. Oh, heavy. That's what the government did in the last in the last thing they said, we'll guarantee uh, the banks get the money. Yeah. OK, so make sure you put up a huge amount of that first deposit before before deciding to take out just, a, a just don't, ru- don't rush into a house if anything rush into a into a business or a job find mm. you, you make your sole focus if you if you want to own a house the key is income yeah and then the second thing is maintaining that income is is keeping as much of it as possible so those are the goals you you there is no route to a house for you because the government has still seen to it that there isn't one. Mm. Um, it's a bad investment. It's, there's nothing there. If you to own a house, it does nothing for the economy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's all built on this myth that house prices go up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at it right now, you'd say that was true. Um but, but it's not right now. House prices are uh, all time low because everybody's what? moving moving out of London, yeah, to purchase property in the country because nobody wants to purchase in London at the moment. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were low in London. I thought they were still mm-hmm. high. No, it's it's the lowest it's been in in a, in a long time in London. Um, you know, uh, I think there there are queues of people waiting for properties outside in the country because you know i think people suddenly realize what they what they want in life and what they do want is a bigger property for the value of their money in Mm. in in an area that is you know not so defined by lots of lots of residents um so yeah they're they're definitely lower here um so you know this this is why they're doing the incentives um because it's it's quite convincing for people to decide to buy property in the capital at the moment yeah 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 well the thing is i do sometimes wish that they just stopped caring about fixing the prices of houses where they are yeah exactly yeah just um let them let them drip let them dip yeah let Um, them dip and let them rip let them dip and rip dip Dip and rip bubbles Uh, you can you can look at any stocks and shares people get so antsy about it the um but really, you, you, you can see all of their information online. You can see how much money they're making. You can see how much debt they have. Um, I've, I've got Volkswagen up on my screen right now. You can look at their profit to equity ratio, mm-hmm. uh, their assets. So, you know, if, oh, you can see they make uh, 6% revenue a year. So how long will that take, uh, you know, or, or they have a profit to equity ratio of, 20.3 so that it will take 20 years to for them to generate the cash that i put in yeah um so in 20 years time i'll have double what i put in mm-hmm. um and you can just all i'm saying is measure a house against that measure when, when you've got that 10 grand or whatever 
measure a house against that investment. Yeah. Um, and the way I see it, I, I would buy a house if I knew certain of uh, if I had the cash mm-hmm. to do so. That's why I, I considered buying a house in Liverpool. Yeah. Because you can buy them for like 60 grand mm-hmm. and I could rent it out. Yeah. Um, and I could pay that off very quickly. And then I've got, then I've got a house that I can use to buy a house in the future for myself. Exactly. It's a, it's a step on the property ladder. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we're seeing that more and more recently. Uh, there's a lot of businesses who are actually just, um, who are, you are doing up those, those properties that you're explaining, you know, Liverpool, mm. Manchester, um, and, and kind of doing them up nicely and then obviously selling them on for, for a tidy profit in a few years time. And it's very easy to do. Um, mm. That business I like, I, I, I wouldn't want to touch that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's pension schemes owning buildings and not building them. Exactly, that's that's the difference. We don't want those pension schemes owning our buildings, boy. <laughs> well, that's, that's, it, that's, um, that's how uh, Bill Gates got his farmland. He bought it from a, a lot of it from a pension scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's amazing it's just hilarious um, so many wonderful loopholes in the financial markets but um, that's all we got time for today folks um, oh my god it's about half an hour there it is yeah wow that is... I don't know how many people will listen to me rambling numbers <laughs> <laughs> hey you know last week <laughs> top five books on a desert island today we're slapping you in the face with some real estate knowledge and 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 best practices because mm. you know we're all on that grind we're all thinking of these things and you know if you pretend not to think about them i mean you're lying to yourself because you really are the, the key thing is renting and mortgages they it's not better to have a mortgage than renting straight up like like it's not like it's not a clear-cut line yeah that's all i'd suggest is people don't just to make that assumption okay yeah Mm. well uh have a lovely week everybody and uh, we'll join you next week for another weird and wonderful episode yeah talk to you soon bye